We're on the top of page Kuflam test three lines from the top, 139. Uh, we've just been speaking about that <clears throat> even though the idea of Tzimtzum is the Ikra Toivah Chesed, is the main goodness and kindness because it allows us to have an experience of revelation of godliness. Without the Tzimtzum, it would be too overwhelming and we wouldn't be able to perceive godliness at all. Um, and therefore, the fact that these 26 generations that were running against Hashem's will received an abundance of Shefa and physical abundance, that was only from a more external level of the revelation of the world of Tayu. Therefore, uh, it wasn't, they didn't get to experience the true panemius, the inner core essence of godliness. In order to experience godliness in a true way, it has to be through a tzimtzum. The abundance is not a sign of a, of a connection to godliness. It's sometimes the condensed, focused revelation of godliness is what is, is how you can truly experience godliness. That's why gvudis kshamim, why the rain is called gvudis kshamim. Gvuda is this idea of tzimtzum because the rain, the rain falls in little drops and that is the true chesed. If it would be a, like a huge flood pouring out from the sky, it would overwhelm all of creation. All the tr- plants and the trees would be washed away. Only the fact that it falls in a different uh, differentiated drops that allows the creation to benefit from it so too the idea of the fact that Hashem and how, how is the revelation of godliness in the base of Mikdash in the, between the two states of the Arden only through through um, contracting diminishing his revelation and however we said at the end that the, the ultimate purpose is that through Teremitzis we should draw down the essence the infinite essence of Hashem which totally transcends contraction Tzimtzum and that is through the idea of birudim, through the fact that we deal, when we learn Torah, we deal with physical concepts, physical matters. And also when we do mitzvahs, we do them with physical objects, and we uplift these divine sparks which are trapped within them and connect them back to our divine source. That is how we elicit a revelation from Hashem's infinite essence of the world of Tayyip. Three lines on the top. This is what it says, the deeper meaning of what it says. And Rivka took the clothes of Esav, when we're going to now trick Yaakov into giving the brach, the brachis. So um, Rivka took the clothes of Esav, her older son, Vatilbashis Yaakov, to get the, the brachis from Yitzchak, I mean. And she took those clothes of Esav in order to trick um, Yitzchak that he would feel the clothes of Esav. And she caught, and she, Vatilbashis Yaakov, and she put them on the clothes of Esav, her older son, and put them on her younger son, um, Yaakov. So the deeper reason why Rivka calls her, well, Esav, the, the greater son, the older son, uh, because of his receiving from the divine energy of the world of Tayu, the world of chaos, which has an infinite, unbounded revelation of godliness. That is where the abundance of divine energy is, the unlimited revelation. That's why Esav, since he received from that level, that's why he's called the great son. That all that idea of the abundance of divine energy of the world of Tehu is this Hagdola. It's a great uh, unlimited revelation. And that's and also Esau receives from that level the Erechapayim, the long face, which is referring to the Rav Chesed, the unbounded revelation of Hashem's kindness, which transcends all calculation and limitation. And that's why this, this kindness that Esau would receive, even though he was going against Hashem's will, he was still able to have an abundance um, and have success physically. So this chesed, this kindness that he would receive is, was called the gedol chesed, a great chesed, great kindness, lochen nikra godl. That's why Esau is called, in the, in the deeper meaning, why Esau is called godl, the great son. 
I guess maybe it's also why it doesn't say the older son or the younger son. Because other other words in Hebrew to express that it says Benah Godel, the greater son, which could be interpreted to mean greater in spiritual stature or in, in his Mila. So why? Because actually spiritually he come he was receiving from that source the world of Teu, just like those twenty six generations. That's how they were able to, able to have so much abundance, long life, good life physically, even though they were going against Hashem as well, because they were receiving from that unbounded revelation, albeit the chitzonius level of that unbounded revelation, but they're receiving from that abundance of the world of Teu. That's why Ace was also called Benoah Godel, the greater son, receiving because he was receiving from the Agdola, the greatness, this Chesed, Gdol Chesed, the unbounded Chesed, which transcends all limitation. But Yaakov is called the, the smaller son. Like it says also in another verse, who will, who will um, stand Yaakov up because he is small. So another verse implying it's the smallness relating to Yaakov. Because Yaakov is always in a spiritual source of the of the three forefathers. Avram is Chesed, like it says, Avram Oyavi. Avram is my loved one, and the idea of love is the expression of Chesed is the expression of love, and Avram in general was his whole life was uh, he embodied this idea of Chesed. He was always uh, bringing guests in, giving them to eat. Yitzchak is the idea of Gvura, like it says, Pachad Yitzchak, the fear of Yitzchak, which fear is the inner emotion which gives birth to Gvura. And, and um, Yaakov is the idea of Tiferes, of Rachmim, of beauty, which is an inclus- inclusiveness, the combining of Chesed and Gvura. So Yaakov is Briach Atichin, he's the middle bar, which is Mabriach Menikotze which extends from one end to the other end of the Mishkan. The middle bar of the Mishkan, there was two, the top bar and the lower bar, which were holding up the, the Krashim, the big beams that were the walls of the Mishkan. So there's the top bar and the lower bar, which were basically in, into many parts. Because each of the, the four walls of the Mishkan, when, we, when these bars would, that would hold up all that, would connect all the crushing together, when they would, you know, go through, they would pierce through the, the like, the, the width of these bars, these beams of the Mishkan, the Krashim, at the each at each wall, when it would go to turn the corner, that was where the bar would end, and then you'd have another bar that would go through the other wall, and another bar that would go through the other wall. Um, but the the middle bar by Aness, a miracle, it was able to it would extend from all the way around all four corners of the Mishkan, even though it had to turn these corners in a miraculous way. There wasn't there wasn't different bars that you had to put for each wall. So the middle bar extended from one extreme one end to the other end of the Mishkan, and that is what the idea of Tiferes is. It extends from the highest to the lowest. Its source is in the highest levels of godliness, and therefore it's able to bring together the chesed and gevura. That's Tiferes is the beauty, which always a beauty is a combination of many different colors in a picture. And rachamim is the emotional expression of this idea of Tiferes. Which rachamim is mercy, is even though you realize that this is not a person's not worthy to receive this hashpa, you still give it to him. He's not worthy, that's the idea of gevura, but you still give it to him, that's chesed. So why is Tiferes have to be able to conclude, include these two things together? Because it's just like the, in a, the middle bar of the Mishkan, which extended through all the beams of the Krashim. So Tiferes extends from the highest level of godliness, and therefore it's able to bring together the two opposites of Chesed and Gebura, because it experiences a revelation of godliness, which totally transcends all limitation. So Yaakov is, why is he called Benakot, the smaller son? Because he is, this idea of Tiferes, the middle bar. <laughs> being that there is within this level of Yaakov, 
which is Tiferis, which is which extends from one one level to another level to the highest to the lowest. But being that still there is this idea of Katsu Vakatsu, different ends, different levels. Katsa Ali in the highest level of a Katsatakhtin, the lowest level, Hareza Nikra Katan. That's why he's called Katan, smaller, meaning Asa receives from Toyu, which is totally an unlimited revelation. There is no Katsa. There is no beginning or end there. There is no higher or lower. There, and Toyu totally transcends any definition of high, low, good, bad. Whereas Yaakov, his level is Tiferis. Even though it's a very high level, level of Tiferis of the world of Atsilus, but still it is Katsa Mina Katsa La Katsa. There are definitions. There are beginning and end. So that's why it's called katan, is receiving from the divine energy which is already considers, which already takes into account uh, limitation. As all this is explained in the Mimer in Teda Eir, in the Mimer entitled Vayeshev, and the in Parshas Vayeshev, the Mimer entitled Vachafi Mekislev. Ki hu b'vchenes gvul. V'hareze b'vchenes katan l'gabe erin seif barachush hu bilti b'alvuchu. Because the level of Tiferes of Atsilis, the level of Yaakov, is within the realm of limit, limitation. It's a limited sphera, which is a limited vessel, which contains, therefore, contains a limited revelation of divine energy. Therefore, it's considered small in comparison to the infinite energy of Hashem, which is totally unlimited. It has no limitations, which is the level of Toyu, the revelation of the abundance of energy of the world of Toyu. Koton, and similarly, not just the level of Tiferis of the world of Atsilas, which is the level of Yaakov, is called small, but also, in general, the whole world of Tikkun, which the whole world of Atsilas is called Koton, small, not just the, the sphere of Tiferis. The Fisha, but Tikkun, who, Miuta, because within the world of Tikkun, which is in general the world of Atsilas, the general theme there is Miuta, the um, small amount of divine, of divine energy. And and an abundance of vessels, meaning the revelation of divine energy there is within in is contracted and diminished, and therefore it's mutair the um, small amount of energy and ribiakelim and the vessels there are able to contain that revelation since the revelation anyways is a limited revelation. But this is this is this idea the fact that there is a mutair ribiakelim is the idea of haktana of a smallness. It's a becoming small that the niktenu becomes. They have become small and they have become contracted. The divine energy, the lights, the divine light, according to the measure of the specific measure and of the limitation of the vessels of the world of Tikkun. That is why it's called Katan. because in that world, compared to the world of Tayu, which the vessels were small. Too not not broad enough to contain that revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem. Tikkun now is all of a sudden a haktana, a becoming small, a diminishment. that the divine energy has become small and become contracted according to the measurement of the vessels. Whereas in Toyu, the divine energy was totally uh, unlimited and not according to the measurement of the vessels, and therefore there was the shattering vessels. That's why. When the previous the verse we brought before, um, it says It says that Rivka took the, the garments of Esav, her her great son, uses the instead of her older son to express this that his source is from that that greatness of the world of Tayu, the unlimited energy, and she she put them on Yaakov, her her small son, referring to the the smallness of the source of the Yaakov. 
And that's why Yaakov, which is the general, expresses the whole theme of the world of Tikkun, of Tikkun which Tiferes is the general sphere, which expresses that whole idea of the world of Tikkun. And that's why he's called Benakot and the small son of uh, Rivka. Avil Benak Godil, but the her the the great son of Rivka who is called the great because he receives from the world the unlimited revelation of the world of Tehu, the abundance and the unlimited revelation of God, the energy, which is the level of Gdol Chosid, the greatness of Hashem's kindness, which is referring to the Rav Chesed, the, the level of kindness, which totally transcends all limitations, transcends the limitation of the worlds, and transcends also calculations. So behold, so what, in this verse it says that Rivka took the garments of Esav and put them on um, Yaakov, so big day Esav, the garments of Esav, the garments of Esav, which Esav is the Benah Godel, the great son, because he receives the divine energy from the world of Tehu, which is the abundance of, of light of Hashem. So the garments of that world of, of Esav, the, that source of Tehu, is referring to the mitzvahs, the commandments, which were becoming clothed in physical things. Like the tzitzis, uh, which are enclosed in the physical wool, with tefillin the cloth gashmi and the tefillin, which are enclosed in the, which we fulfill the mitzvah tefillin with the actual parchment of made from an animal hide with dal minim shabululav b'tzmachim gashmi, and the four species of the lulav which are made from from uh, physical plants, chin reiv mitzvahs heim b'dvarim gashmi, and also the abundant the the majority of mitzvahs are with physical are performed with physical objects from kabim chayas minayga. Which received all physical objects received their life force from klipas nega from the klipa which is neutral, meaning from they receive their energy through a veil that conceals the divinity, but not to an extent which totally becomes concealed, but rather allows a little bit of that light to shine through that veil. So all these these physical objects which we fulfill the mitzvahs with receive their energy from through the through the veil of the klipa of nega. And from the divine sparks, the sparks which fell from the world of Tehu, which are sparks from that infinite, unlimited revelation of the world of Tehu, which fell through the shattering of the vessels of the world of Tehu. So this is the garments of Esav, the mitzvahs, which are the garments of, so to say, that that intense divine energy of the world of Tehu, of Esav. The ilos Es, Nikraim, Nikrois, Big Day Esav, that's why the, the mitzvahs are called the garments of Esav. Kishom, Ki Begid, Hu, Levush, because the idea, what is the idea of a begit, of a garment, is a levush. It's a, something which you become enclosed in. And the physical objects which you fulfill the mitzvahs with, when you turn a physical object into a mitzvah, you take the physical hide of the animal, you make it into a tefillin, that physical object becomes a, a garment, a begit, a levush, uh, to the sparks, the divine sparks of the world of Tehu, that unlimited energy, which is the source of Esav. That from that very level itself, from the divine sparks of the world of Tehu, from that very level, the world of Tehu, which that's why Esav is called the great sun, being that his divine source is from that unlimited energy of the world of Tehu. In order that these sparks which fell from Tayu now are entrapped in the physical things should be able to be refined, I mean separated out, sifted out from their being entrapped in the physicality and now be uplifted back to their divine source. Lochin, 
In order to accomplish that, therefore, the verse says that, that Rivka took the, the garments of Esau, which referring to the physical objects the mitzvahs are performing, which fell from the world of Tayu into the Klippas Nega, into the, the veil of the Klippa, which conceals the divinity from that source, which the, the root of that divine energy is from the world of Tayu, and she took those very objects, so to say, the garments of Esau, which now have within them that intense energy of the world of Tayu, and she, and she enclosed Yaakov, which is her small son, referring to the Divine energy of the world of Tikkun, which is limited and contracted. Baal Ilama Tikkun, which is Yaakov in general, expresses the, the whole theme of Tikkun. Shal Yidei Maise Mitzis. Shinistatzen Dvarim Gashmim Maheim. Meaning to say, what does it mean that, that Rivka took the garments of Esav, which is referring to the, mit, the physical objects the mitzvahs are performed with, and she put them on Yaakov, her small son, which is the world of Tikkun? Meaning to say that, uh, that through the performance of the physical ma- commandments, which were enclosed in physical matter, physical objects, are they, uh, physical, which were enclosed in those very physical objects, which refer- received that divine energy from the world of Teu, through that fulfillment of the mitzvah, the divine sparks in the world of Teu, which are trapped in those physical objects, will become uplifted from their descent, from their falling down from that. De- Sublime source of Tayu, these Alis Bederechalos, my Nukvin, to become uplifted in, in a way of uplifting of the feminine waters, which referring, refers to the uplifting of the divine sparks trapped within physicality back to their source. Feminine waters, because the feminine is the receiver, referring to our world, which is the receiver from the divine energy from above. And returning them back to their source in the world of Tayu, and through that, through that, we're connecting divine sparks back to the world of Tayu through fulfilling a mitzvah through them. Because when you fulfill a mitzvah with these things, you're connecting that divine spark back to its um, godly source because you're fulfilling its purpose, its godly purpose. And through bringing it back to its source, you're drawing down now the, the very lights, the pure lights of Tayu. Which are very great, like we said before, unlimited revelation of divine energy. And now you're drawing down that very pure energy unfiltered energy of the world of Tayu and you're drawing it down and it should become enclosed into the vessels, the limited vessels of Tikkun, Shnikukotan, Mitzad Atzmachul, which in and of themselves are called, these vessels of the world of Tikkun are called cotton, small because they're limited and contracted and can only contain usually a limited amount of divine energy. But when you're doing the mitzvahs and you uplift the sparks back to the their source in the world of Tayu, you're able to accomplish an amazing feat to draw down the unlimited energy of Tayu into the limited vessels of Tikkun. <clears throat> now returning to the verse we brought before from Tehillim, this is the meaning, the deeper meaning of the verse. Your mitzvahs are very broad, which said that that refers to that the mitzvahs are broad vessels to contain the the ha'olyin, the unlimited energy of the world of Tehillim. That the commandments are broad vessels, meaning they have an amazing ability to contain a very unlimited energy of godliness. To receive the sublime ma'id, which is referring to ma'id always refers to something which is unlimited, which is totally unlimited, as it explains in in Epistle 17, and like we said before, explaining this verse of So, Vahainu, meaning to say, meaning to say that through the fact that we we refine and separate out these sparks trapped, which are trapped in the physicality, 
through fulfilling mitzvahs with them. And then when you actually do the mitzvah, so refining the spark, separating the spark out is when you take that physical object and you separate it, you set it aside for a mitzvah. You take the hide of the animal, now you set it aside to be its film. But now, actually, that's just separating the spark out from its physical entrapment in the uh, just the physical object. And now it's already a chefzedek dusha, it's a holy object. But now the actual uplifting and connecting of that divine spark back to its source until you is through the actual fulfillment of the mitzvah. That's when you connect it back to Hashem's will, connect it back to its divine source. So the, through the fact that you are refining these sparks, separating them just from their physicality, and uplifting them, connecting them back to their source. And you uplift these physical things, which their divine source is from the world of Tayu. Through that, you actually are now inheriting the the uh, divine energy, the lights, the godly light of the world of Tayu, which is totally unlimited. Which is referring to the Ma'id Ha'oyin, the supernal Ma'id, the supernal unlimited revelation of godliness of the world of Tehu, that divine energy, that pure unfiltered divine energy should shine in the limited vessels of the world of Tehu. Because you're the one who accomplished that, that you elicited that revelation. And therefore, you're, you're just like a Yerusha, even though you're totally not fitting for it, you didn't do anything for it, it's totally above your, your grasp, but it just fell to you as an inheritance. So too, when you if you bring these sparks back to their source, you inherit that revelation, that unlimited revelation, even though it's totally above your grasp. And so too, not just with the physical, fulfilling the mitzvahs, the commandments, which are enclosed in physical objects, also through learning Torah, which the whole Torah and all the laws of the Torah and all the wisdom of Torah is enclosed in physical objects also, or physical matters. Shneim and gives examples here, like the laws of the two people that are, that are holding on to a talis, and they say, I found it, I found it, and the law is over there. That's a physical example. Physical um, case. Or something who switches a cow with a donkey, with the law is over there. Etc. Through the fact that you learn about these physical cases, and you learn what the Hashem's will is, what the law is in those cases, that is how you now are separating out, sifting out, refining the divine sparks from being trapped in the physical and now uplifting them back to their source, connecting them back to their divine source through clarifying what the law is in those cases. You So you're refining these physical things. And through that, connecting the divine sparks back to their source, you draw down the divine lights of the world of Tehu, the unlimited energy of Tehu, into the vessels of Tikkun. Now there's the obvious question. How can we draw down this unlimited energy of the world of Tayu into the limited vessels of the world of Tikkun? So even though the light of Hashem, the unlimited energy of the world of Tayu is ribuy, is un- abundant and unlimited, and therefore it's usually un- impossible for something which is unlimited to enclose and something which is limited, the limited vessels of Tikkun. Um, and not only is it with these limited vessels of the world of Tehu. So not only in the small vessels, like we said, in, in the world of Tehu, there was abundance of light in a miyotakilim, and diminished vessels, small, minuscule vessels. So not only in these minuscule vessels of the world of Tehu, can this unlimited energy cannot enclose within them, within them, therefore there was the shattering of the vessels. Even in the broad vessels, 
which have this more broad ability to receive a greater divine, revelation of divine energy, even in those kalim of the world of Tikkun, it's impossible for these unlimited divine energy of Toyo to enclose within that. Because this divine energy of the world of Toyo is an essential light, which is impossible for that essential light meaning something connected directly back to Hashem's core essence. It's impossible for that to enclose within the vessels, something which is essential, which is totally connected to Hashem in His very essence, by definition, is something to to Himself. It cannot become enclosed in something, so to say, outside of Hashem, something which is it cannot extend out and relate to something, a reality which is not within the essence. So how is that possible, then, that even though we're talking about these Kalim Rechavim, which are better containers to receive, more broad container, so to say, but within such an essential light, which is totally only to Hashem. How can it relate to something, to reality, which is, um, so to say, leaves room for something separate? Ah, however, this can only be accomplished through the fulfilling of Teira and Mitzvah. Meaning, these can only, Teira Mitzvah, can accomplish the impossible. They can, they are able to be vessels to receive, to contain that eratzmi, the essential light, which usually has no relationship to something outside of itself. As is explained in Tanya, chapter thirty-seven, regarding the receiving of the reward, the righteous receiving their reward when Mashiach comes, that Hashem that Hashem gives special strength to his nation, which the strength is referring to Terah, like the sages say, through that special strength that they receive, which is referring to the Terah, they will be able to receive the essence of the infinite energy of Hashem, which will shine in a revealed way when Mashiach comes. The Terah can accomplish that impossible feat to be a vessel, even for something which is so essential and so something which is so above relating to the outside world. The Hagam the Tere Mitzvah him v'chinas diktuk, and even though now explain even more detail, so even though the Tere Mitzvah seemingly are opposite of this theme of unlimited revelation and unbounding, Tere Mitzvahs are very v'chinas diktuk. They're very precise. The laws have to you have to in order to connect to Hashem's will, which is through the Mitzvah of Tefillin, you have to do it exactly how the Halakha says dictates. So even though Tere Mitzvahs seemingly relate to the realm, the theme of limitation. And preciseness and and like we say before, with imitated mitzvahs, which are very um, precise, there is enclosed within them a divine energy which is more contracted and diminished according to that limitation, like we said before. And that is specifically how you accomplish a revelation of divine energy through the fact that there's a tzimtzum. The tzimtzum brings about the greatest kindness that we can experience the revelation of divine energy. Nevertheless, even though the, the imitated mitzvahs in general theme is that they are limited, precise, being that the root, the source of Terimitis is within the infinite essence of Hashem. Kaneda, as it's known, that really Hashem's infinite essence is the source of Terimitis, because Hashem in His very essence, that is what He wants. He wants us to do Terah and to study Terah and to do mitzvahs. Therefore, they're connected all the way back to his infinite essence. That's why they have that special power, special ability to be vessels, to containers, channels for the infinite essence of Hashem, which is totally unlimited. Because they are, they come from that source, that infinite source. That's why 
like it says in Tanya in chapter thirty-seven, that through specifically through Terimitzus, the tzaddikim have the ability to receive that unlimited energy, uh, which will be revealed in Mashiach comes because they are from that unlimited source. And so too, the vessels of the world of Tikkun, meaning the vessels of the world of Atzilus, which are usually limited and condensed, contracted, that they are able, they have the ability to receive the abundance, the unlimited energy of the Tayu, turning the page, and they have the ability to receive the unlimited energy of the world of Tayu. That is specifically only accomplished through learning Tayu and fulfilling Mitzvahis. That's the only way that the vessels, the limited vessels of the world of Tikkun have that ability to receive that unlimited divine energy because Tirmitzis connect all the way back to that unlimited source, to Hashem's very essence. Therefore, the Kalim, through that fact that we're fulfilling the mitzvahs with those limited vessels of the limited physical objects which relate back to the limited vessels of the world of Tikkun, which every mitzvah actually it's called a limb, an organ of Hashem, relating back to a specific level of the world in the world of Atzilus. Tzedakah relates back to the world of the sphere of Chesed, the Keli of Chesed, the world of Atzilus, and the mitzvah, the mitzvahs of Dinim, of doing the judgments in the court, relate back to the Din, the Gvura of the world of Atzilus. Every mitzvah relating to a specific vessel of the world of Atzilus. So it's through the fact that we fulfill these mitzvahs down here, which relate back to those vessels of the world of Atzilus. That's what gives these vessels, these limited vessels of Atzilus, the ability to receive that unlimited, essential, divine light of Hashem, because the Tere Mitzvahs connect all the way back to that essential, unlimited source, and therefore they empower the limited vessels of the world of Tikkun to be able to receive that unlimited divine energy. We'll stop there at the top of page Kufmem, 140, at the top of the, line, at the first line.